All right. Well, here we are again for uh, day two of the Live Tall podcast. Episode one. Episode one, but day two of trying our podcast. Yeah. Nice. 1.2. Yeah, 1.2. And <laughs> we're holding our mics now because the uh, we're still trying to get all the technical stuff figured out, but uh, at least you'll be able to hear us correctly on this one. We'll look back on this like five years from now and be like, man, let's yeah. th- we should do like a throwback podcast oh, episode cool. where like... It doesn't have to be the room, but we use, like, this computer, this mic. I actually wrote that in my journal last night. What? I was like, whatever the date, what's today? The 18th, so, like, I wrote the 17th of May. Oh. Taylor and I. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a little memoriam thing. Gosh. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Eventually. This yeah. is, it's all part of the process. Yeah, it is. Just like anything else, learn through it. Austin will probably get on and do it in two seconds, though. Of course. And so. we'll get frustrated. We'll get frustrated, but we'll be like, oh, that's... He'll make fun of us for because yeah. we didn't. And he'll probably throw a PC, uh, like, hey, if you had a PC, this would work out. You know that would be a great sponsor. I guarantee he'll get awesome PC sponsors. That's a good idea. Stuff we'll, we've never heard of, and we'll, be, we'll just support blindly and be like, yeah. Don't know if our target market, though, will be people that build PCs. Maybe, though. At that time, I mean, maybe they'll be more popular. <laughs> it's true. I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> What are you drinking? Uh, this is actually, I dude, this has to be down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I am drinking uh, Jefferson's that ta- you exposed me. Yeah, I was about to call you Taylor like you weren't here. It was kind of funny. That's I don't know why I thought of that, but it's because <laughs> that was open. You know that. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Uh, it's really good. Which one is that? The small batch or is that the regular one? Don't mm-hmm. we have two? This is called very small batch. Oh, that's right. I don't know if there's a difference. No, I, I thought for some reason we had another one. Do no, you know, that's right. The oceans know, is at Chuck's. Yeah. Do you know why it's called small batch? Yeah, so it just basically means that they just didn't make many of that batch. Okay. So it's, it's more expensive because it's harder to find. That makes sense. Yeah. And usually it's better. It's usually, a, a, it's usually in the, bo- in the uh, bourbon barrel longer. Got it. Yeah. That'd be a cool thing to do. What? Just to get like one singular bourbon barrel make like one thing you can people do it i'm sure and just leave it i wonder what's the longest aging before it goes to shit um they usually say around 15 to 20 years you can't really go much longer than that or it gets real syrupy yeah let's just try it yeah and just bury it if you go on the tours you'll see it like they'll show you what happens when you do that okay one year five year 10 year 15 year bourbon just to showcase it that's what happened on jefferson's ocean so their first trip like you told me this yeah it was by mistake yeah the first trip they're like Put it out there only for like a year, and it came back, and it was like. A, like but they want, do you know why they put it out there in the first place? They, they just wanted to see what happened. Literally, uh, I thought they, they were just, like transporting it or something. No. Just wanted to see what happened, and was this recent? No, this was like twenty years ago when they first did their first one. It's still pretty recent. Yeah, but they um, it came back, and it looked like it had aged like like a thirty year, like been in a barrel for thirty years, and they were like, whoa. Yeah. But so now again, they can get a. 15-year-age bourbon in six months by putting it on the ocean. Yeah. Which is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Because then, like, the photo on the bottle, it's, like, of an old, like, fucking wood ship. It's not like, because if it happened 20 years ago, it was probably on some sailboat. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even though Austin shits on it. He doesn't like it. Well, he likes it. He does. Well, no, he likes it. He just thinks you build it up way too much. He thinks you do that about a lot of things, too, by the way. Like, what else? I'm just trying to remember what he said on the fire. He just said, basically, it sounded like that's such a Taylor thing to do. It's kind of funny. I feel like you and him are very alike and dislike in that same way. And I'm kind of like, just kind of here for some things. It's fine with me. 
I like building things up. I mean, it makes you, it gets you more excited for what you're doing. Yeah, you know I mean? I what you're about to do. Do you think it's mental? I think it's mental. Yeah, sure. It's fine with me though. Have you ever done the uh, Coke challenge? What is it? The Coca-Cola challenge? No. Really? What's that? Uh, it would probably be more fun now that they have so many flavors. You know that like machine that you can like pick. Yeah. More? Well, the old one was this is when Coke and Pepsi were doing a thing like battling. Yeah. And they would blindfold people and they would okay. just put Coke and Pepsi. Oh yeah. And you would say which one you like better and yeah. why. And it's actually very interesting. Have you ever like eaten or drank something without your eyes? Oh yeah. It tastes sure. completely different. I know. That's insane. It's so weird. Did you know I, all Skittles are the same flavor? I've always said that. Well, I also just take a thing like in my hand yeah. where people eat them individually because they see the color and, and they, they smell would, and there's a fragrance, but they all taste the same. It's all just sugar. Like, yeah, yeah. There's no way they can pack that much to distinguish it. Every person I've said to it doesn't believe it. I, I'm, I agree with you. So there's some people that think M&Ms taste different because of the fucking colors. That's a little ridiculous because it's all chocolate. It I've, I've heard it said before. Yeah. The Skittles, they, they do that on purpose because they want you to think it tastes different. You I, know? Like, I like Skittles. Yeah, I love Skittles. So does Marshawn Lynch. I wonder what he's doing, though. Well. You know he was bartending before he went back? I heard he was pouring tequila shots and yeah. tailgates. At the Raiders his... Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like three weeks before he went back. And then he still scored two touchdowns. Yeah. That's hilarious. He's not bad. Oh, um, can't wait for that to pick up the yawn. I don't know. I went away from it. That'd be funny. You yawn on a podcast, and you put it out the next day or whatever, and people yawn when you when they hear. Oh it. yeah, it's true. In the rate, like yeah. But that's the funny part is like I feel like a lot of people listen to it in the morning. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Commuting. That's the big thing. I feel for like sure. Podcasts yeah. and audiobooks. But if they listen to it like at night. And you're working out, and you're like, oh, yeah. And yawn. <laughs> I, like, I have the urge now to yawn right now. It's weird. I know I don't have to, but yeah. I could. I don't, know if that would, I don't know if that's considered genuine or not. Probably not, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I would love to know the science behind why people yawn when others yawn. They don't understand. They don't understand why it's contagious. It also, I love how I've, I've heard that it comes from chimps, because chimps yawn. Yeah, they do. And well, a lot of, I mean, with, dogs yawn. Yeah. Yeah. Why, like, they don't understand because there's no, like, chemical thing. I just remember seeing something in psych class about it one time. I mean, I've heard a ridiculous story that, like, your mind thinks that the person in front of you is taking the air out of the room so that your body automatically, like, reacts to that and tries to do the same thing. So that concept right there, who came up with that? Probably got it published for you enough to hear and made some sort of revenue off of it. Maybe. No. Maybe. Where did you hear that, do you think? Someone, like, told me in a conversation. Okay, that person then had to have heard it from some other person, a podcast, a radio show, a fucking song. Yeah. I don't know. Am I swearing too much? No, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good. You don't swear that much. I haven't had the had the need to yet, but I, I don't mean, need I'm, to do it. Yeah. I, I just I only I think there's nothing wrong with it. It actually they say that when you swear it, it gets people's attention because they're taboo words. I like you hear that, that word. You know where I learned that word? What? Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows. Taboo? Yeah. When Ron Ron's like, you don't say that, don't say his name, it's taboo. And if you say Voldemort's name, they they know where you're at instantaneously. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's taboo, not taboo? They say taboo in because it's written. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's but right. But I'd never yeah. heard of that word before that. Yeah. You know what it means? I would imagine like forbidden to some sort. Yeah, but in 
more context, it's more like just uncomfortable topics. So like you'll say like, you know, abortion is taboo. Mm. Politics is taboo because, you know, you're not supposed to talk about those things in certain scenarios. Alex and I had a great conversation about politics. He he said the word uh, dirty politicians about 30 times. Awesome. Nice. What was he talking about? Uh, It was kind of weird. It was kind of like this where you start on something and you just go with it as it flows. Um, We were just talking about Corona and he mentioned this that I never heard of, but I'm not going to like tell someone they're wrong. Yeah. It's one thing I I was, I read a couple chapters ago in that Dale Carnegie book. I don't know if he's wrong or not, but I was, I automatically assumed he was wrong. It's weird that people have that, but all right, sorry, I'm getting off track. Yeah. He said, China knew about this a year and a half ago. It's the same reaction I had. And I'm like, what? And that they kept it under wraps. What is he trying to say, though? Oh, that they kept it under wraps? Yeah, and that there were other deaths over the past year and a half, year and a quarter, leading up to the big, not even, like, it didn't hit here big till March, but, like, like November, December, in other parts of the country, they were starting to realize that it's COVID. But he said they knew a year and a half ago. And I, I didn't. I, I don't didn't. think there's any way that a country could cover something that big up for a year and a half because we have people on the ground there, like even from the CDC. I get that. Yeah. I didn't want to disagree with him because of that. I literally thought of that book while he was giving me a massage because I was like, I as soon as he said it, I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And I had an immediate jerk reaction. And I know if I would have said, no, you're wrong, it would have caused something that I didn't want to cause. Whether Which book? That was How to Win Friends. Oh, yeah. Did I, is that the one I, I recommend, right? You recommended that. And I, I have to, we'll have to go downstairs and I'll show you the other. There's two other books I brought from moms that, um, so good. Yes, we're fine. I wonder if it goes to the lock screen, though, if it's different. I'll just change the setting so that it doesn't shut off while we're doing these. Um, yeah, I think that one you definitely did. But the other two I brought, I don't know if you recommend them. Are they from Dale Carnegie as well? No. Oh. Um, but What are they? Let me finish the story first. Okay. That you gave them to me. I believe I might have been a senior in high school. It was, it was around then or it was with Divine, early Divine, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember I read like a chapter of how to win friend. I'm like, this is horseshit. I'm not reading it. So I just put it away. And I, I, I remember you texting me in Austin and we had the group me at that point. And we were just, I remember you were like, Hey, read these books, guys. You bought them for us and sent them to yeah, us. I know. And I was like, yeah. and ironically, um, it was, uh, sometime in the fall semester, I went out drinking with my buddies down in Pittsburgh, and I stayed at Austin's house. Yeah, uh, they all went back to another house, but I knew I like it was late already. I wasn't with a girl, so yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna go home. Yeah, so I go back and I wake up in the morning. And I I wasn't hammered or anything, but I, I had a good night's rest. Woke up, and Austin has a couple weights and stuff, so I went into his computer room. He'd been there. Yeah, and I was starting to work out, and he has that bookshelf right there, and mm-hmm. I did a stretch on the very bottom shelf was. How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I don't know why, but it, 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 I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that book. For whatever reason, I was feeling very motivated yeah. that morning. I woke up like, oh, I had a good night with my friends. I didn't get schlossed and waste so much money. And I was like, oh, what's – like, I, I remembered it because it's red and white, and it just stuck out uh, to me. Yeah. And I read a chapter. I'm like, I remember this book. And then I, in the beginning, it says to really get the benefits out of this book, 
you read a chapter, just read it casually like you would any other story and then go back and write and highlight all that shit. And that's what I've been doing. That's why it's taking me so long. I also don't want it to finish. The audio book's really good. You can listen to that afterwards to really drive it home. That's what I do. I got I to gotta get on those. You've been, you've been pushing them. But yeah. I've been reading it ever since, and I try to do like a chapter a week. I know it sounds really slow-paced, but that's with that book I like to like think about it. And Doesn't it seem so crazy how simple it is, but yet it's like human nature 101? Yeah, which brings me – the other book before you, yeah. I want to answer your question was the one book's called The Compound Effect. Yep. And the other one, I don't know who it's by, but it just says think and grow rich. Yeah, those are the ones I sent you. So, so yeah, I, I figured because yeah. those are the only like self-help books besides yeah. The Birth Order yeah. that I have. We should get a poster of that. The Energy Bus is another really good one. The Energy Bus. Yeah. Never heard of it. Did you know that your heart sends out like ener- like positive or negative energy, supposedly? Define that. It's supposedly it's like the way like your, they- like your thoughts generate energy around you and like, you know, bring in either positive or negative things into your life and something to do with your heartbeat has to do with it as well. I'd have to reread the book again, but it basically talks about you have to monitor your energy and where you're putting it and where your thoughts are, or you will basically become a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you, if you think of shitty things, shitty things are going to keep happening to you. I would agree with that. I don't, I don't understand the science of the heart, I don't either. The heart thing. That's new to me. Yeah. I don't either. I'd have to reread it, but I that's an awesome like, short read. That's, Get you short. Yeah. That's the thing that captivates people is like if it like that the deal it's short and easy mm-hmm. and like we were but full circle to okay that chapter I don't know what it was but it was like one I'm struggling like to not interrupt people that's one thing it's very hard that's human nature to do it you probably do it all the time you gotta listen it's even hard right now you're probably doing it the same as me it's tough and then it happened an hour ago with Alex where. He said that, and I immediately wouldn't be like, oh, that's bullshit. But I didn't. And I'm getting better at it. I know that sounds cocky, but I'm not good at it yet. Well, clearly. no, I mean, but, it's, uh, it's just something that you just slowly think about, and you're just like, it will work itself out at the end. And it's exactly like you said. It's fundament- human fundamentals 101. Like, why would you not do that? But 99.9999, definitely don't. Definitely don't. You're right. And it's funny because it's a positive aspect, but people will look at you weird for doing it. I know. Because it's just not what normal people do. And I think most people think cruddy or emit negative energy because of a billion different factors. But those simple little things, like the stories they say in the book, even though they're old, like this, it was it's still re- relevant. It was old, like, ni- like early 1900s. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's cool to look, look at that. And it's still. Interesting that that could be happening today. Have you gotten to the a couple of the things that I love from that book are one put like the best thing you can do is just put yourself in another person's shoes. What it when they're lying in bed at night, what are they thinking? And if you that was really the do end, that, that was the end of the first section. Strong. Like right there, I just interrupted you. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I know, but like that, you know, it's, I don't know, but like right there, like I shouldn't have. It's well, I wanted to remember, interject and make a point. But the situation is different, right? Like that that point is valid when I what I was just saying, right? Like they're talking more about when you're doing a sale or you're or trying to get ahead at something, you need to stop and listen, right? Like you're not trying to do that right now. It's important to interject if you have something valid that like people need to know or I, I need to know. Yeah. I guess that makes sense too. Because it would be pretty boring if just if you just sat all Well, the, like like say I was saying this sentence right now and it end at period. I'm not gonna say period. Some people do. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. 
but uh, and then you talk. Yeah, or, or you say like. Over but that's the out. flow of most conversations. But there's definitely interjections. Yeah. So I think, but I think I will say, like, learning from sales, listening and letting them finish, is very very smart. Did you ever uh, come down on yourself to make a sale? What do like, you mean? Like 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 the book illustrates a lot of different stories about. Um, so say you already have a client, but they have to keep coming back to you for stuff. Yeah. So like I remember one, and th- there was a recent chapter where this guy was a wood salesman. Yeah. He worked for a lumber company. He delivered to this place his lumber yeah. for years. Yeah. And um, sometimes the lumber wasn't up to par. And I remember the story. It, it was a great story. Yeah. I remember I wrote, I'm like, this. I literally wrote, this is a good story. Look yeah. back. And um, the guy he delivered to, for whatever reason, this shipment, he didn't like. Yeah. And he called his wooden his own wood inspector and the wood inspector said, Yeah, this piece, this, this, this is not up to par. Yep. And they called the salesman. And normally the salesman just says, F you, I know this piece is okay. Yeah. And he argues with them. Yep. And he took this course with Dale and he was like, All right, I'm gonna try to implement these new practices. And on his way over, he normally is like he was like I'm going to art. He's like, I'm going to do. And he's like, okay, this time I'm going to try it this way. Yeah. And he said when he got out of the truck, this was a funny line that the two people he could tell were waiting for him to argue because they've done it before. Yeah, of course. And he's like, okay. Immediately the guy recognized that they were wrong in his own mind. Yeah. They were wrong, but he didn't say that right. Yeah. Up. Cause I believe they thought it was one type of wood when it wasn't correct. Correct. Yeah. And that other wood has different standards. Yeah. Than the that's other wood. why. Yeah. And he let them go. And I forget how they made the transition point, um, but at first they were taken off guard that he didn't argue. Yeah. And then he let them talk, and, oh, that's what it was. This is brings me back to the question I had to you where he says, I will take all of these back. Like, this clearly isn't up to the standard we've had for past orders. I will refix them. And then him basically saying that about himself and condemning himself and not advocating for – the sale, like yeah, fix the problem, and he he makes it as his fault. Yeah, those the the, the person that bought the comp bought the wood and the uh, the wood checker, or whatever inspector, they were like, "Oh, let's take another look." And then for whatever reason, they brought up like, "Is this the right wood?" And then the guy's like, "I believe this is it's white pine," and yeah. they thought it was something else. And the wood inspector's like, "I have like no certification in white pine wood certification." That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then the, the salesman, he went down the line. was like, oh, well, this means this and this. And they go down, and then they find out that every piece that they delivered was actually in standard. And the guy paid in full. Yeah. He did say it took a lot longer, which it would. Yeah. But he got it worked out in the end. Yeah. And he, did, he said it was a great, obviously a good feeling. Have you done that in sales? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have to do that. Okay. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you have it's a story? Just, or? There's not really – I don't – there's just a bunch of little things where that happens where at the end of the day, if you walk into a situation where a client already has their mind made up, arguing is never going to work because at the end of the day, they're, they're still going to say, well, thanks for arguing. We want our money back. And also I probably don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like admit you're at fault, even if you know you're not because they'll still probably work with you again. And you just show them, either where they messed up in their condemnation of you before, mm. or they figure it out right then and there, like happened in the book, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's a common practice, and it's smart. I mean, why 
Why, why go into a battle that you know at the end of the day, even if you win it, you still lose? Because even if I win that argument with the client, they're now going to be mad that I made them look stupid mm. and they're now going to have to either pay me my money or they're still going to they're going to be so wrapped up in what they were thinking that they're still going to say, yeah. I don't want their stuff. And if they did pay you, they probably wouldn't come back after that. Yeah, so it's, it's not worth it. It's mm. really not. Um, but yet again, that's probably not commonly known because it's not just applied to sales. No, it's not. Um, but I think a lot of salespeople in particular know that technique. Um, another thing I really like in that book is just um, the favor thing. Have you read that? Where like if I've someone you go part. you go into like a, a just meeting or a discussion or something that's going to be contentious, or so, or you go to talk to someone that doesn't like you. Like say you're going into a debate with someone who's like a right wing and a left wing. Mm. Like before anything starts, you ask them a favor. Like hey, you know, um, my kid really likes you. Could I get an autograph just to take back of them? Like immediately, they're gonna like. It's so hard to like then be mad at the person that you just did a favor for. Or you've established that relationship with. I like that. What if it's a, a fake favor though? Like you just say, okay, say Lexi asks somebody, mm-hmm. but she really doesn't know that person. But you lie. It doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. I mean, I think it all depends on how genuine you are about wanting that, wanting to get a favor from that person, right? Well, it's not necessarily the favor. You're doing the favor to get a good discussion yeah rapport yeah exactly so but that's off of false groundhood then i mean yeah but is, what it, if that person finds out after the math fact well then i mean that's the risk you take but i think if it's going to lead to a more constructive discussion in the in the short term i think it's worth it okay that's what that. i think you know and it doesn't that just crossed my mind when you said that yeah i mean but really you don't have to lie you can think of any little favor that that person could help you with you know yeah. what i mean like hey what or ask him for advice just something that is showing that you appreciate them as a human being. And, yeah. you know, I think everyone lowers their guard. That was it. one of the chapters. It was show honest and sincere appreciation. Oh, yeah, which is huge. Which yeah. You think wouldn't think it would be hard, but it, it is. Well, you don't want to sound like a little bitch. Yeah. You also don't want to appear fake, and it's very hard to not be. I know. It's very hard. And the only way that you're able to do that is probably have background information on that person and find something that they are actually good at and be like, wow, that's actually kind of impressive. That or it goes back to the original thing where if you listen and ask good questions mm-hmm. you and you actually show interest in what that person is saying, you yeah. learn what you need. Yeah. And, and people can tell if you give a shit what they're saying or not. It's yeah. very, very clear. Yeah, they, 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 he brought up an interview. It was something like where... I mean, always people say, like, if you're getting interviewed, do the interviewing, which is hard. It is. But, like, if you take an actual interest in another person, like, even right now, also body language is huge. Mm-hmm. Eye contact is huge. Yeah, when you're looking around or checking your watch, anything like that, man. Phone. Goes a long that's way. That's the thing with me, man, is the phone. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I ever tell you about, like, I tell girls when we go on a date. What, if they check their phone on the date or oh, something? Yeah. No, once or twice, don't care. But like, if it's just, well, yeah, I mean, because I do think that's showing they're not. Well, I also think it does show that they're not that interested. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But a lot of them are taken off guard when I say that, because no one does that. Well, yeah, no one does do that. But it's if that's something that matters to you, it's smart that you say it. It does because you should be present and sincere in the present if you actually want to be with that person. Yeah. They don't have your phone. Their phones on do not disturb like you. They're smart. I, dude, I genuinely believe in that. No, you, it's good. If it works for you, it's fine with me. I, th- I seriously think it's... The you almost sh- missed your unemployment from it, though. I think... All right, you're laughing. Whatever. It worked out for me in the end. Yeah, it did. You're right. It, I did almost miss it. Yeah. But I honestly probably better off 
less seriously though the screen time that's it's a it's an issue for me man yeah it, i think i've told you in austin that um i think it's a huge pandemic but i know it's it's in, inevitable yep because the more and more of these are going to get better the more and more we're going to use them which right. we should because they're great tools yeah until we get Neuralink. So we can rolling, but I think we are also losing the this. It's probably why people liked podcasts so much. I know it might be that might be a reason because you get to sit and just listen. Yeah, it's easy. It is. Well, a lot and of and you can also, discuss, talk to the other people about what they thought about it. Yeah. Well, they also. I mean, a lot of people say like it's hard to sell uh, long form media. Yeah. Where everybody, even the attention span of adults now, it's radically less than what it yep. was before because of we have instantaneous access 24 7 at our yep. fingertips where even lexi it's less than before mm-hmm. that's why it's scary as hell for teachers like me i know and i will stand by the best way to get the kids attention is put on a screen i know it is it's sad but it's true but you know i think that's what what's nice about podcasts the way it's going is you can you can do it when you have the time to listen right long car rides long plane rides times where you are sitting for a long time you can't really go anywhere would it be weird if we had someone on and they were like looking at their phone besides like looking up something or you would be, be weird to you you really wouldn't matter you're always on your phone though that's different like i brought it up yesterday you're even watching tv you're constantly on exactly i'm not going to judge someone for you know having to check it or being addicted to it when they're built to make you addicted to them but you know that doesn't bother you no why because again it's it's it, what bothers me if I can determine if it's just something that it's like a tick of theirs. They're just used to doing it or are they doing it simply because they're not interested? If I can tell for that, they're not interested then sure it, it bothers me, but usually that's not the case. Okay. But the tick of being addicted to it, that doesn't. Okay. Why yeah. would you, are you going to be mad at a drug addict for being addicted to drugs? Like they can't, like it sucks that they started that, but once they're on it, it's not their fault. Cigarettes, like, uh, it's definitely their fault. They got on in the first place. In the first place, what I'm saying, once they're addicted, like the phone, they got a phone, right? Say their parents gave it to them, so not their fault. Okay. And then the thing is designed to make them addicted to it, and then they get addicted. I'm not going to fault them for that. Even because you're in that same field then? What? Be, of being addicted to it. Yeah. And you don't find that disturbing yourself, that you're potentially missing other things no. that really? Because I haven't had that happen to you where I felt that I've missed something from being on my phone. Not necessarily, but that just doesn't bother you. That see, that bothers me. I think that's okay if it does. I think everyone's different, right? So, um, I just know that Facebook and Google and Apple they have they hire hundreds of psychologists to make it as addictive as possible and use human mentality against them. And it works. And I'm not, and I'm not going to be mad at people when it works when it's literally in their brains to make it work. I, I guess I'm a minority. I feel like but you you are, and that's and that's good, right? Um, or we'll wrap it up on this last question. Okay, boss. <laughs> what a capital fucking T <laughs> tall. What Let that a, be known for the record. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? I oh wait, hold up. What that'd be before you ask your life dream question. Right? Yeah. What the fuck, it's gonna be. Uh, it'd be cool if whatever uh, podcast we release in the title. The LIV is always the same letters, like the height, whatever we decide to go to logo. Mm-hmm. Whichever brothers are present on the podcast are going to be are the capital ones. Whichever ones are not are lowercase. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I guess what each one you release it, you can you have you have to type out the title of it. You would see like TL. Yeah. Or just capital A. Yeah, that's capital cool. T. That's cool. Or yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe 
um, at the end of the L, we can have like a uh, icon or some some sort of picture. I don't know what a symbol that represent a guest. Yeah. Like, like say you are interviewing a guest, so it'd be live capital T lowercase a L, and then that picture something to represent a guest. I mean, I think we'll just see what people, like what's easiest for them to understand. Because a lot of people, they just look at the description and who the guest is. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It title. just popped into my mind. Yeah. Probably full of shit. It won't oh, matter. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, what was um, the question? If you no, what, um, I, I was just you wondering with your, what? You have some big red mark on your neck. Other side. Let me see. Other way. Other way. Yeah. Looks like little hives. How's your chest? It's feeling good today. Yeah, it feels really good. I haven't had an issue at all today. So, okay. So, but I didn't have the corona. Uh, uh, yeah, we should remember that too. This started during this. Yeah, during corona. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I just I wonder, wonder what, what is what is your biggest motivation to be a teacher? <laughs> so I've told this story so many times, and I just told it to Alex. It's personal. Okay. Uh, I feel like I've told you before. Probably. All right. Well. We basically were raised with a dad that was in and out of the household. Um, I mean, we didn't have it that good, but we didn't have it that bad. I'll, I'll give us that. Like, yeah. It could have been way worse. Yeah. I always say that about everything. It could be way worse. Yeah. Basically, we were raised by our mom. Yeah. You were the one I looked up to and Austin. You were the dad of the house, even though you really weren't. But yeah, you yeah. fulfilled that role. Yeah, yeah. You, mom probably didn't want you to do that. Rightfully so. She would want you to be a yeah. normal high school kid. Yeah. But now looking back, like I remember all the arguments and all that stuff and how crappy it was. And and I know that majority of kids go through that because I know two out of three marriages fail. Yeah. And I know... It's getting better, though. Regardless. I think it's 89%. Very high percentage of when there is a divorce, the mom gets the kids. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter if she's like, yeah. it's the mom that gets the kids. Yeah. Because I was going to, I forget the fact. I was going to present it in England. Yeah. And think about that. The kids not having a male figure growing up. And sorry for all the social justice warriors. I said male. But the standard heterosexual. Man, yeah. That's right. Heterosexual is man, woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. So not having the male. So for me, I didn't have a male teacher till sixth grade. Yeah. Mr. Gels. Did I? Was I the only one that had him? I believe so. Okay. I just feel like you or Austin knew. And um, I, he was the first male teacher I had besides a gym teacher, but yeah. a first legitimate teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ever since I had him, I immediately gravitated towards him, probably because I was missing that in my life. Is that shaking your head like that or um, – it's whatever. And I thought you were doing that to my story. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. just rude. <laughs> and uh, I I had a great year with him. Yeah. I lo- that was my favorite year of school by far. Yeah. I literally looked forward to it. What grade was that? Sixth. Yeah. And once I realized that, it was not that year, but like later on, I'm like, that was the year that it kind of sparked. And I had the idea probably like ninth or 10th grade that I was like, I want to be like that to those kids or even younger. And I realized that thinking like that, I'm like, okay, think about it. Most elementary school teachers are female. Yeah. Like not even most, all. Yeah. Like 95, no, yeah, no yeah. higher than that. Yeah. And 
it goes back to those kids not having their dads. And I want to be that male influencer. And I noticed everywhere I go that I do field, if I'm with a guy or not, they're always the most popular teacher. Every single time. I don't know if it's just the charisma or it's just because he's a guy. Yeah. It's a substantial difference. And they can improve academically, emotionally, socially, everything. And I just want to be like that to young kids. Are you worried that that's a lot of pressure? Because I know, like, my worry would be, okay, those kids all look up to you. You do one thing wrong. I won't. You won't. I don't want to do – I wouldn't let them down. I wouldn't let myself down. Well, I mean, but that's the thing is – He didn't. It's all different. We define one thing wrong. I mean, let's say you – let's say you go out and they get older and they see you drinking too much or you get a DUI or you're – you come to school late and you, you know, you, you don't do a couple of things right. Or they see you arguing with another teacher, like any little thing can be picked up by someone like that. And it's just, you know, I, I think, I, I mean, the, I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with what the aspirations you're having. are. I just think that's the worry of teachers is you're held to such a, such a size, high standard. By we kids. should be. I've told you that. Well, yeah, you should be, but I'm saying it's, it's an impossible standard where like kids think teachers are perfect. They don't think that you're like a real human being. I feel like outside. maybe we have to change the concept. Then. Maybe. I, I told you before, I think teachers have the second most important job in the world. Yeah. Behind parents. Yeah. And the whole, when the kids get older and they see me doing something, I, that's indifferent. Okay. Because they're going to get older and make mistakes too. Just like we both did. And yeah. then be like, wow, I was a little shit back then, but yeah. I learned from it. Yeah. We're all going to make mistakes. And maybe that's something I do need to teach that, hey, I'm human too. And I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to give up on you. Yeah. And that's all goes back to that book. And it goes back to that concept I want to teach and encapsulate that all together to get the most out of them, not just academically, because that's what they're there for. Yeah. Like it's, it should be more than that. Yeah. But that's not preached. And it's like something I'm very passionate about, clearly. And the whole argument thing goes back to if I implement those little one-on-one rules, I wouldn't be arguing with that person in the first place. That's true. Well... I mean, I think it's a good aspiration either way because I think – and I almost prefer it that, that, like you said, kids look at teachers as more of a real person than like some thing that's like perfect and only a teacher, right? That's our fault though. That's true. You're right. You're right. Um, well, I can tell you that it was cool like when I was growing up feeling that way that I could hopefully be a good example for you guys. So, you know. I think you did a good job. As good as you can. Yeah, exactly. As good you as you – that's no all anyone can training do. training. Yeah. Nobody, you nobody, didn't ask for what happened. No, but it, it's um, – it's definitely something you realize very quickly that the younger people around you are always watching. You know what sticks out to me the most? What? Don't know why. It was, um, he was already gone. I don't know why he came in the middle of the night. It was when Mr. Williams came out. Yeah. You and Austin were already out there. I don't know why I came out. I think Austin and I were playing basketball or something, and then you came out or something. He pulled up in his Taurus. He was dropping you or Austin off. I don't remember. I just remember it happened outside in our driveway. Yeah. I don't remember leading up to that. Yeah. And I don't even remember what it was about. I do. Okay. Yeah. And I just remember Mr. Williams coming out, and he was a great dad. He was. Great guy. Have him on the podcast. Yeah. And that night just stuck out to me. That's when I really knew something was weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was a weird night for sure. What was it about? You can just say one word or? Oh, it's just, um, he was, it was either you or Austin in the car. And he was drinking. He was drinking. I didn't even notice probably. Yeah. So, and I, I was old enough to be upset about it at that point, and that's when it all happened. Okay. So, you know. I just remember we, like, looked at each other, and then we turned back, and he was in his car driving away. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think it was a good 1.2 attempt here. Um, yeah. Gotta May eighth. May eighteenth. May eighteenth. Holding our mic, our little microphones up to our hand. So a little bit steadily. Let's hope. It wasn't this, that bad. Well, let's hope it sounds good. We haven't checked it. Well, hopefully it recorded. Well, I know it was recording. We see it on there. So I, I know we thought <laughs> it yesterday though. Yeah. I think we definitely went over a half hour. I don't know. We'll so I'll find out. All right. All right. Let's call it wraps. Good. <laughs>